Well, hey everyone, and welcome to The Drive. Hope everyone is doing well. I'm driving, obviously. That's why I named the podcast The Drive, because these are the moments I have time to do things like this. So, so we've been talking about people, men and women in the Bible, men and women of faith, talking about their lives, their, their faith, also their failures, and taking a, a lesson or two from each of them. And the person that's been on my heart today, just thinking about it, has been the uh, the Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter. Um, he really was like the leader of the apostles, the disciples. And But the thing with Peter is he spoke before he thought, oftentimes. He spoke before he thought. And it, has, it got him in trouble um, a few times with Jesus, right? Because uh, we're supposed to be, as the Bible says, slow to speak, quick to listen. So Peter made mistakes, and um, of course, when you think about the Apostle Peter, you think of the denial of Jesus, right? One of the most notable failures in the Bible, actually, um, especially in the New Testament. And there's a, there's a few things leading up to the denial of Peter, right? We see him in the garden trying to defend Jesus, and uh, but then we see him after that, when Jesus is being scourged and whipped and then later crucified, we see that it says, and I think this part of this verse is incredibly telling, incredibly telling. It says that Peter followed from afar. Peter followed from afar. And I don't think that we often look at that part of the verse or really pay it any mind. We kind of just pass pass it by. Yeah, he followed from afar, just a, a fact in the Bible. And let's move on to the denial. Well, here's the thing. When you follow Jesus from afar, those are like the beginning steps and stages of separating yourself with the Savior of the world. And trust me, I'm not trying to be like melodramatic or anything, I promise, but I'm just saying like when we follow Jesus from afar, then we're not going to know what he wants us to do, where he wants us to go. Like we're not going to know our calling or his will. We're going to be lost. We're going to see glimpses of him, but we're not going to be close in step with him on a daily basis, right? So when we follow Jesus from afar, we're bound to start caring what people think. And and we're bound to care more about ourselves than our Savior. And I think that's part of what happened with Peter. You know, being in the courtyard there, following Jesus from afar, being in the courtyard, people asked, asked him, you know, three times, three people. You're, hey, you're that guy, you're the one with Jesus, right? No, no. And it, and it says he got angry by the third time. He was like cursing. He was mad. But he was lying. And he was doing exactly the opposite of what he said he was going to do. Remember before, uh, Jesus told the disciples what was going to happen to him. And Peter said, no way, man. I'm paraphrasing. No way. I will die for you. I will defend you. I'll die for you. I will never deny you. Famous last words. Literally. But I think it started with a false sense of strength. Take heed lest you fall, basically, right? And then it followed that with following Jesus from afar. And it culminated into the denial of Jesus by Peter. And we we know the whole thing. Basically, he was sorrowful and, 
There was repentance. There was restoration. Praise God. Uh, and I don't want to just dwell on on Peter's failures uh, because we all fail. <laughs> but Peter would go on to do great and mighty things for God. You know, um, we talk about the denial, but I think we should equally talk about Pentecost because Peter preached it, man. After he was restored by Jesus, after after the Lord ascended to heaven, after being on the earth for forty days, then uh, man. The Holy Spirit fell upon them, those disciples in the upper room, and it was a powerful moment. And Peter didn't hold back at that point. And I believe part of it was that it took failure to show Peter that he needed to grow in the faith and cling to God cohesively like never before, like nothing else. I mean, the best teacher that we have is our mistakes that we make. Because you realize, ah, I was in the wrong. I was totally off. I need to correct that. I need to. Sometimes we need to recalibrate because we're a little bit off. We're a little bit starting to distance ourselves from Jesus, and I think it's good to be aware of that and then intentionally go about and find uh, ways and pro- putting put processes into place to get yourself back close to Jesus. You know, we don't want to follow the Lord from afar. Yes, he's in, he's in our hearts. He lives within our hearts, abiding in our hearts. But here's the thing, we abide in him. But the thing is, we can live like we're distancing ourselves from Jesus. Because we stop talking about the things of the Lord. We stop focusing on the spiritual. Instead of answering a question about what you do on Sunday, we change the subject. We don't want to deal with it. We're, we're dist- in a sense, we're distancing ourselves from the truths of God because to us sometimes it just seems easier. But that's not what we're called to do, we know. You know, we're called to implement the, the Great Commission, which essentially means be salt and light to this world. Let people know about the love of the Lord, the truth that is found in His Word, how amazing it is, how beautiful it is, how transformational. It is how wonderful it is. But if we begin to distance ourselves from, from Jesus, we distance ourselves from other believers, we distance ourselves from you know, church and fellowship and um, gatherings and everything else, and we distance ourselves from God's Word, we put it on a top shelf so we don't see it, so we don't feel guilty, we're distancing ourselves, so when it comes time to really take a stand for the Lord, we may cower away in timidity rather than going forward in triumph. So we just have to be careful. And I'm not talking about walking around all super ultra paranoid all the time. Like, oh my goodness. You know, I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying condemn yourself at all. Please, don't do that. But, as you look within your own heart, ask the Lord to search your heart. And if there's any way not of you, if there's any way that's causing, if there's anything that's causing me to drift away from you, Lord, show me. So I can do something about it. Because honestly, like the Bible says, sometimes we deceive ourselves. Or we justify things. Ah, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's a little compromised, but not that bad. It's like a little. But that's how that's how backsliding happens. It happens in, in increments of sin. You know, little bits, little decisions that aren't based on the Lord anymore, but they're based on us. 
or they're based on what people say rather than what our God says. So I'm not trying to bash Peter, but I'm saying we can learn from his mistakes or a mistake as we follow from afar, follow Jesus from afar. It's never good. Like there's no reason to do that. And like James says, James 4.8, we draw near to him and he'll draw near to us. So it's an active, intentional, willful action on our part to draw near to the Lord, to walk towards him rather than drift away from him. See, drifting doesn't uh, doesn't require any effort. You just do nothing and then you drift. But drawing near to the Lord takes action. It takes walking. It takes an active heart in life to, to draw near to God. So if you want to grow, grow apart from the Lord, do nothing. If you want to draw near to God, take action. But I love it because Peter, he screwed up big time, but he was forgiven, he was restored. And then after Jesus' ascension, he was used radically, miraculously, awesomely, um, phenomenally by God. He was used by God. Thousands of people came to the Lord. He did great, mighty works. He healed. He, man, it was awesome. So don't, don't let your mistakes stunt your spiritual growth. Because sometimes you can be so stuck in your mistakes about what you did in the past that you can't really move forward. Peter moved forward. He was restored and then he moved on to the next thing God wanted him to do. And that's why he was used so mightily. Because he was willing. And he understood he was forgiven. He didn't uh, you know, condemn himself. He, he was forgiven. He, he believed that. And then he walked as a free man, forgiven. And he's able to share that message, the message of the gospel, with the crowds, with individuals as well. It's awesome. So there's always hope, guys. Look at Peter. There's mistakes, but there's, you know, redemption, there's restoration. And he was radically used by God. Praise the Lord. Well, God bless you guys. Hope you have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you next time.